0: Welcome to Trust Me, the podcast. We are your hosts, Beth Finkel and Kiana Salucci,
1: And we are here to share with you how we create magic in our everyday while balancing family, careers, and relationships. So let's kick it off. Kick Kick it it off, Beth. Kick it. Kick it. Kick the
0: jam. I'm going to kick us off uh, for our episode today. Me and my girl Yanni, we're together doing our little bed chat, couch chat.
1: <laughs> Getting her done.
0: So when we were thinking about what we were going to record on this week, it was just super natural for us to talk about motherhood with Mother's Day coming up. Um, Want to give just another quick trigger warning for this episode. It's fully going to be on sort of what we have learned as mothers and, and advice we would go back and give to ourselves and our journey. Uh, so if this episode will be hard for you to listen to it in any way, just skip it and come back to us um, on another topic. So what are we talking about today, Yanni? Motherhood. That word, just what does it even bring up for you?
1: Goodness. When I initially, when I think of motherhood, I go back and I think of like my grandmother, I think of my mom, my aunts, I think of all that. And it's such a rich feeling for me. Um, And, and I say that because I think they, they've all played um, a big role in raising me. Uh, My, um, my mom and my, my aunts and my grandmother, she is no longer with us, but they were all very, very, very close. So I was raised with, you know, my cousins as being like my sisters and my brothers, you know? Uh, so when I think of motherhood, it, I just, I can't help but to go way back. And this is for the people, um, and I know you gave that trigger warning in the beginning. This is for the people that may be raised by aunts and grandmothers and things like that, or other guardians in their life. Um, and, you know, this is for you too you know, being a mother is having that figure. I don't look at it as being the person that, that birthed you. And that's all, you know, that is, I, to me, it goes way farther than that. And it's way deeper meaning, obviously your mother is the person that birthed you, but I think to have that figure and to celebrate someone, um, it can be in any shape or form. And, for me, I look at you know Mother's Day as as being a generational day of the influential women that have been a part of my life, and it makes me feel so good. And to know that like I recently, um, almost five years ago, have stepped into the hood, and it makes me excited. You know what I mean? Like I I am stepping into the hood, or I stepped into the hood. So it's just like a rich feeling for me. And Mother's Day now has a total different meaning than it did um, when I was a kid and it's because I am one now. So
0: I love that. I used to say it's the scariest hood I've ever been in.
1: (laughs) Girl, like brace yourself, (laughs) lock the doors, lock the doors when you're riding through this hood. It's a scary hood. At
0: the same time, the most profound feeling, I'll even go as far to call it a feeling, not even like not even gift, like the, the most profound gift I have ever been given.
1: I took your advice earlier. You, you're always like one step ahead. You put that story out of the text with your mom. And I'm like, I'm texting my mom oh, right yeah. now. I texted her this morning and I just like, you know, well, I first called her. I was like, mom, answer my text. Cause she will like text me like three days from now. Um, but she <laughs> texts me back and I just asked her, like asked her like a plethora of like questions of like, um, you know what motherhood means to you, and she wrote me back. Um, mom, this is a shout out to you. I love you. But she wrote me back saying, uh, "Being a mother to me has been one of the biggest accom- accomplishments in my life." And those of you guys that don't know my mom, she um, there's three. She she birthed three children. Um, I have an older sister and younger brother. And then I have a older sister. um, We're about like eight years apart, I do believe. um, And that is my mom's stepdaughter. And then later on in life, when I became a teenager, my mom adopted two children. So then I have a younger sister and another younger brother. Um, So when she said that it's the biggest accomplishments in her life, she became a mom before she actually birthed children. And she continued to be a mom even though she was finished birthing children. So it's just like a, um, I don't know. It just makes me feel so good, and oh my you know, gosh. to for her to describe as an accomplishment of like you know, is it's it's an overwhelming feeling of joy. It makes me feel so good.
0: So you'll laugh because I did prep my mom, but then she called me this morning. And she's did like, she? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not writing you a letter, <laughs> but I will, I would love to sit and talk
1: with you about yeah. it. So that That's even awesome. opened
0: the door. like how That's awesome. even better though. And
1: even That's better. probably better. That's even better.
0: But for me, you know, my mom will probably, and she's always said this growing up, would say, it's, it's the best sacrifice I've ever made. And, you know, there's a long history there, but My biological father was abusive to my mom. So she divorced him and left him when we were really young. I was probably about two years old. My brother was three. And so, you know, when you think about the word sacrifice and uprooting your whole family, you know, in the middle of the night, moving them, relying on your parents because you're no longer in a marriage, you know, keep, she was a full-time nurse There's a lot of sacrifice that I don't know that I've always given her credit for because by the time I was old enough to realize what that meant, she had already met who I call my dad, who was my stepdad. She had already, um, you know, rebounded from all of that. Uh, But I don't know that I have given her enough credit over the years for what that really must have taken to give yeah. us a better life.
1: And you know now like so. as a mother just like dealing or just going through the motions of being a mom and what that is and on top having something else. You know that she's dealing with like when as a mom now and you think about it you're probably like wow that was a lot. Yeah. You know. It was probably you had to really be strong. scary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But similar to your story, grew up with my cousins as siblings as well, my grandmother's house being home base, you know, really her taking the time, my grandmother, every Sunday to cook our entire family dinner. And, you know, we kind of got there when we got there. There was always hot coffee on, you know, people came and went with what made sense for their families, but there was always a hot meal. And even if people came after dinner and she would pull something out of the fridge to give to them, you know what I mean? If there wasn't something hot on the stove, she would make sure that that person had something to eat, even though their ass wasn't there on time to get the dinner that was hot on the stove. She still went out of her way to get them something to eat. Like all of that goodness is like what a mother is to me.
1: I love that surrounded and like you know it's a hood so it takes more than one person you know yeah uh they don't call it motherhood for no reason so like just like and just to piggyback off what you said like my grandmother's same way like she she was the home base she cooked all the meals all the events all the holidays were there um and she was the cook that like she she would cook everything don't bring anything i got everything yeah more than enough Um, and that's what I grew up being surrounded around is, you know, if my mom couldn't be there, then my aunts were, or my grandmother was, and like, it it didn't skip a beat and it wasn't anything more or less than what it was. And like, I miss that, you know what I mean? Like just seeing that. And it's a, it, I feel like just for me growing up as, as a female, like it taught me so much. So like, it's, it's that. That love that is so deep, you know, like that every, it, it passes on to everyone.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the things that you wrote down? You know, if we we. Not that we're going to give you like a top 10 lesson. Because <laughs> motherhood ten. will teach you a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. But what are some of the things when you think about motherhood and your journey as a mother, your journey into you know, becoming a mother, now as a mother, what are some of the things that popped for you?
1: I think the biggest lesson that I learned that um, that it's... Not gonna be perfect. And when I became a mom, I was like in the height of the Instagram era, uh, <laughs> where Instagram was at like its prime, and everything seemed perfect. and you know, delivering babies was perfect, and carrying babies were perfect, and you know the um, being a mom was perfect, and I had this false notion of perfection when I became a mom, of having everything look and be perfect. And then I was soon reminded that it's not going to be. And I learned how to navigate through the mess and the noise and the the everything, you know? And I feel like it's made me a better mom cuz now I'm more present. I'm there. I'm real. I'm in real time. I love all So of that. it kind of like grounded me and humbled me in a way and it says, "Girl, it doesn't have to look like that because it's not that." Yeah. That's the reason why like your mind's going crazy. That's the reason why you feel like you're here there and everywhere and you it's because you're not here.
0: Yeah. You're
1: trying to make it look like something and it's hard to manipulate motherhood to make it seem like it's perfect because it's not. Right. And the f- and the second that you can understand that and live in that, you're always going to feel like you're trying to be and see and do something.
0: And stretch. And stretch. Well, actually... The thing about what you're saying is being a mother, in a lot of ways, is the easiest part. It's everything else that kind of gets in the way of that. So when you talk about being present, that's huge. That was number one on my list is spend quality time with your children, even if there are a thousand things to do. I remember when I must have had just maybe two kids when I moved into to the house that we're in now. And the same thing, like I wanted the house to be tidy. I wanted the dishes to be done immediately after dinner. I wanted to be ready for the next day. So I would always have Mike play with the kids while I did all of that. And then cool. I would try to play with the kids after a while of that. And I, I physically didn't know how. I remember distinctly one day sitting down at the table while Nicholas was doing Legos. And because I was so distracted, like my brain couldn't figure out how to actually put the blocks together. Like I couldn't get in that with him because I was so distracted. I wasn't present. And yep. so that was something that I had to really teach myself to do and and to show up for them every day but it wasn't an easy thing to do because i had to turn off all the noise from around me
1: yeah it's like you said like being a becoming a mom and just the name or the title it's way deeper deeper than that it's everything that follows through everything that you are doing to almost carry that title do you get what i'm yeah. saying like yeah it's that part it's that gets heavy else. yeah it's yeah. everything
0: else that's hard yep. but if you can get to that sweet spot and it's not gonna it's not like you can just say f everything around me you can't
1: do that yep no But
0: you can do that in small moments i could do that when i'm i'm there playing legos with my son i can say f everything around yeah. me yeah yeah The other thing I would add to your comment of like the perfection is learning to forgive yourself
1: Mm. when
0: you mess up. And that also is something that took me a long time to figure out is that I'm human and I will mess up. And even just saying it just like that to my kids when I apologize to them, I'm really sorry that I yelled at you it's because i wasn't good inside right like my, i was spinning out of control but that doesn't mean i should have yelled at you and i'm sorry for that
1: yeah i think that's a big thing too is like being able to apologize when you're wrong yeah especially to your children like yeah like especially i grew up
0: when you're stubborn
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i grew up with apologies not being a big thing and now i i see what it can do and like apologizing when, when you do, cause we all do, we all have those moments yeah. where we react. We don't respond, we react. And that can be raising our tone. That could be whatever that looks like for you. But we because have those times
0: being quiet. Like I grew up in a f- household when people were angry, yeah. there was nothing. It was just quiet. So now, like, if I'm in a fight with Mike or whatever, and we're not speaking, like, that's the loudest noise. In the the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. It it, to me, that is just like the the silent noise.
0: Yeah. I can't deal with that. (laughs) I cannot deal with that. (laughs) And he does not play around with that. Like, if he just needs a moment. And I'm like trying to pick at him. He's like, I'm not going to fight with you. And he won't. And that just right. makes me want to fight
1: more. <laughs> and <I'm just> like... <laughs> it really does. Why are we like this? Why are women, we like this? women, if you guys are listening to this, why are we like this? Why? <laughs> They're like, I don't want to fight. And you know you don't want to fight. But there's something in you that says, oh, it's time to fight. Like, yeah. no, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, my gosh. Um, So the other, uh, just to kind of get back, but the other lesson that I learned um, is that I'm a person first. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, we talked about this in our episode a few weeks ago. Um, with Matrescence, but I'm a person before I am a mom, and I think that a lot of times when we get into motherhood, we forget that, and we're like we're just a mom, and yeah. that word just, like that's word just, it it sounds so simple, it but I'm baggage. just a mom. Oh my gosh. Like no, that just word just needs to get taken out. And I am a mom. That is just one aspect of you. Yeah, but that just, just word, mean. it's almost like it like, I don't know, like dulls it down. Motherhood. Yeah. And what it does and what it is and what you go through and, you know, all that jazz. So if we could take that word just out. It says, I am a mom or mother. And... That is just one aspect of who we are at this point. But just remember who you actually are. You know, I'm Kiana first.
0: And what you deserve.
1: And what I deserve. Too. And and it goes, for like, even, like, little things, Beth, that I realized, right? At dinner time, we were finally getting into a point where dinner time was easier. Not easy, but easier. Dinner time is still a time where the kids get rowdy. They talk. They laugh. They make fun. They use potty word, all kinds of things. It's so crazy. But there was a time where I will, would not eat a hot meal mm. because I would sit down. After cooking dinner, I would sit down. And as soon as I sat down, can I get a drink? I need this. I need that. Can you get me dip? I need ketchup. I need Chick-fil-A sauce. I need this. I need that. Like, And I, I was a person. Cup. and And not because I had to be. I felt like that was my job. My job was to eat cold dinner every night.
0: That was your duty.
1: That was my duty. So what I start doing is, and these are the small things, guys. We talked about this before in other um, episodes, but the small things that you do every day, right? So the small things I would do, because in my head sometimes or in my heart sometimes, I would like want to say, like, you know what, Kiana, just wrap your food up, eat it later. Yeah. Right?
0: I would stand up and eat
1: a lot. Right. You know, exactly stand up and eat. Yeah. So like I start doing things where I would go, I would sit down, I'll make sure I have everything. And I was like, I'm going to eat. If you guys need something, you can get it yourself. Yep. If you can't get it yourself, then you don't need it right now. I'm going to eat. We're going to have dinner and then we can move move forward after. And I start doing that. And it was like something small. Because, like I said, there were times where I was like, I'm going to wrap my food up and eat it later. Or, you know what, dinner's over. Like, I would, it would get to me so much because I couldn't have that time with, like, everyone else to sit at the table and eat.
0: And then you're at, like, 9 o'clock, like, freaking pissed and hungry.
1: And hungry, trying to put them to bed at this point because they're going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're you're, yeah. they're in bed. At, it's just like, so I just just like, you know what, I'm going to make sure I eat my hot meal with everyone. So it was like the small things, and what that did was almost set presidents and and everything else following. You know, I like
0: that train of thought from what you were saying. When you take out the word "just" and you say, "I am a mother," that's a power phrase. Yeah. So I am a mother. So in order to be all of the goodness that a mother is, we need things like food.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: To to sit down for a minute and decompress to rest. Right. I talk to moms a lot who literally are running on fumes because they're the ones getting up at night. They're the ones doing this. They're the ones doing that. And I'm like, you know, for those of us that are lucky enough to have a partner, we need to let them support. Yeah. Not us necessarily support the family and give we deserve a break. We deserve to feel good too. And I you think gotta... a lot of times when people go into motherhood, they think, Well, this is all on me now.
1: At one point in time, I think it was. I think like, you know, I watch, you know, you watch movies sometimes and like it was. The mom was at home, she cooked, she cleaned, she bathed the kids, she made sure they were good. She she totally dealt with the kids. While dad came yeah. home from work, his meal was hot, he had his drink. He watched his shows. he went to bed, and the kids were not to bother dad right. I didn't personally grow up like that um I didn't but either. but there there's a lot of people that I know have grown up like that, and there's a there was a time and period where that was normal. But now in today's society, it may still be like that for some people, but in my household, it's not like that, so but we-
0: less and less because just general taking a pulse of our world it's very hard to live on one salary anymore yeah and so it really is just less and less the case and also there's just so much more flexibility in the work world for women to take roles and responsibilities outside of the home that not have to not be available to run the home too.
1: So like you don't, like I said, you there are people that still live in that. But for me, it's not like that. Um, but just understanding that delegation, sometimes we can't do everything. A lot of times yeah. we, you know what? I'm not going to say sometimes we can't do everything. It's not sustainable to us. And I think we talked about it in episode one, um, but it's not sustainable. So delegate and understand that like some things are either best best left for another day another time it's okay if you don't get everything done on your list you know so just being like a little bit more gentle to ourselves and and know like what our limits are
0: yeah the other lesson or or piece of advice that i would give to mothers is your children are absolutely a mirror for you every day. And I was thinking about this past weekend when I was just kind of caught up with the hustle and bustle of the morning, trying to, I worked out in the morning, which was something for me. Then I came back and immediately had to get breakfast and get kids ready for sports. And my daughter, my sweet, loving daughter, Albany, who, for those who know her, she really is like the sweetest just set me off by something she said. And I could not get out of it. And Mike was like, take a break, you know, take a break. And I'm like, her and I are going back and forth. And all of a sudden he's like, candlesticks. And I'm like, candlesticks. He was like, you're not taking a break. And like, I needed a code word. No, you did not just throw in a code word
1: that we didn't even talk about. Beth, he tried to save you.
0: I was dying and I like I so in that moment couldn't find the humor in it until like later on in that day to say did he really just say candlesticks with like a predetermined word we would never discussed
1: <laughs> <laughs> well at least it was candlesticks yeah.
0: but all that to say is she was mirroring back to me a behavior that I don't want to have And so pay attention to that, moms out there. Look at your kids, because they're always looking at you. And I even think about it, you know, when somebody makes a spill in the house, there was a time before I started, you know, getting into my journey of healing and therapy and blah, 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 we're going way back. But there was a time that, that would have made me lose my shit if somebody spilled something. Yeah. And I remember they would look at me like immediately and and th- even now they still do like if somebody spills something they'll look at me like what's going to happen. And I have to be very consistent to say like it's okay, it's just an accident. Accidents happen. I'm actually just talking to myself honestly. <laughs> like like it's sometimes that's okay, yeah, how it works. Don't yep. to your shit like but it's like accidents happen they're little humans they're gonna make mistakes but i'm actually talking to myself but then it's like okay but what do we do so we go and get it we go clean it up whatever but they're always watching you yeah even when they don't say the words out loud
1: have you ever and i've gotten this with both my children um both isaac and zara not indy yet because she's just not the age she's still young um, but with Isaac and Zara, I've gotten those, like, it was like a glance, like I will be sitting there, maybe we're watching a show or whatever and I'm look at, and they're staring at me mm-hmm. and I go, what was that? They're like, nothing. Or they say, I just love you. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like oh that, that and like, feeling. Why do this? Yes. It, it literally all the chaos, all the craziness, all the 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 noise that comes yeah. with motherhood it literally silenced itself for a second yeah and it's like this is what well, this is what it's about and it's it it's happens exact, like
0: its exact moment yeah
1: moments it happens about. like often and i love it and it, it just it is right it's always on time it's always right at the points and in, in my life where i need it and i just will catch them staring and i'm like oh, what are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, I love you, mom, or nothing. But you can tell that they were looking deeper, not just looking at me, looking in me, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and uh, seeing you. And it seeing just reassures you. me that this is right where I am where I should be. Yeah. This is good. This is it.
0: And I think that goes back to be, that being present piece yeah. is like, you're not distracted doing a thousand things. So you can actually notice them looking at you. Yeah.
1: I feel like our lives are on the busier side, um, pretty much like probably like everyone's. And I can get distracted very easily. There's mm-hmm. always something for me to do. I don't care if I'm just sitting around. I could literally answer an email mm-hmm. or I could, you know, work on something or like so I can get easily distracted. Sometimes I literally have to tell myself like, hey, you're going to take your phone and you're going to put it in here and you're not going to go back in there and get it until this time. Yeah. because I can be very easily distracted and I want to be present I want to be in the in the moment with my children um, because that's so important oh, that's it's, so it's important. important for me to, to just kind of step away from the phone, but it's even more important for them to be there yeah and and in their world you know what I mean
0: Some of the best memories that that I actually have and actually another maybe tip out there is I created a, an email account for all of my kids yeah and so I email them periodically to their emails like memories that I don't want to forget pictures videos or you know hard days good days and so sometimes you know I tr- kind of keep a running journal with them and and they'll read it at some point too I love that yeah, yeah. And so that's the other thing I put on my list is learn to listen to your body, because there will be days that are dark and, and days where you're tired and overwhelmed, and it does feel unbearable. And these days will happen. So, you know, don't want to just say like, it's all rainbows and butterflies, because there are the darker days. And especially, you know, for our mamas out there who also are dealing with things like anxiety and depression, like there could be very dark days in motherhood. So my advice there is just to move your energy as best as you can. I remember there, there were times where I would kind of get stuck in a funk and, you know, you just shared it. bedtime is a hot ass mess. Yeah. And I would want my body would just want to be getting into bed earlier and earlier. So I had to actually be really present around that overwhelm that that happens with me. And it still does happen every once in a while. It happens and actually move my energy, whether that's, you know, exercise, you know, moving my mind, meditating, affirmations. Like, finding ways to move my energy to kind of move me through some of those those darker days. Those hard That's times, yeah. Know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does. It helps. It it makes it feel not as heavy. Even though it's heavy, even though it's, they're inevitable, those times are going to happen. Um, bedtime for us is a hot mess. You know, the kids remember everything they want to tell you at bedtime. Yeah. They um, They ask questions that they already know the answers to you know, all that kind of stuff. And sometimes bedtime can be, and it's at the end of the day. So you're ready to kind of like wind down, you know, your night. And they are ready to wind down their night, but there is so much like abundance of energy they get right before bedtime. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're, and I think it's because they're tired, but it gets like that. So like dispersing that energy and having, and almost like filtering, you know, like being able to filter out, the problematic or the stressful energy to to welcome in and like a new energy like that, that you get when you work out when you meditate yeah um it's just like a it's like a little factory that's going on inside of your your brain that just pumps out the negative yeah pulls in the positive you know um but it's so it's so important to to have those different aspects um within yourself because if you don't then that's a whole tunnel that no one wants to go down
0: Yeah. And setting yourself up for success. I don't know who told me this, but they said the, the, the 15 most important minutes of your child's day is the five minutes after they wake up in the morning, the five minutes after they get home from school and the five minutes before they close their eyes. Wow! And that's because in those 15 minutes, you're hearing all the stories, all the things that the rest of the 24 hours of the day, those things are not available to you. So if you just think about it like that, if all I have to do is focus on them, the rest will figure it itself out. Just start so, there.
1: So you said that's five minutes after they wake up, five minutes after they get home from school, and five minutes before they go to bed.
0: Yeah. If you can fully be present in those Love 15 that. minutes- the rest will figure itself out everything in this journey is figure yes, outable
1: figure you texted me that yes you texted me that figure outable god <laughs> yeah. whether
0: it's the groceries need to be ordered you know a lot of times at night time it's i want me time i want to read i want to scroll on instagram whatever well that's figure outable i can either start bed a little bit earlier I can either take some time during the day to to do that stuff, but I need to prioritize that time with my kids. Yep. Everything else we can figure out.
1: And once you prioritize that time with your kids, um, you'll have that time for yourself. It's almost yeah. like a circle, you know? Yeah. Like if you do this, then this will come. And if you do that, then that will come, you know? And as just like, just finding a rhythm. Finding, finding a rhythm. And you
0: got to figure out the rhythm for you.
1: For you, it's different for everyone. Like it is yeah. different. It is not easier or harder. It is. Everyone has their own. Everyone has their own routines. Everyone runs yeah. a different kind of household. But just knowing the one thing I do that I think that is consistent throughout it all, no matter how you run your household, no matter what time your bedtime or dinner time is, or you know how much time you spend with your children. One thing that I do think is across the board, is interchangeable, is putting yourself as a mom first.
0: Oh, say it again. Say it again.
1: Putting yourself as a mom first. Because if you do not feed into yourself and give yourself the things that it needs to keep running, that train will end. And if it ends for you, then it ends for everyone else.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So that is what I can't stress. And I know that we were taught or we, or we think that motherhood is about putting everyone first, doing everything for everyone. My mother taught me so much in life. And I'm so grateful to have her. And I like, even though we are now about 500 miles apart, I feel like we're closer ever than we were before because now we have to put in the effort. My mom is the one of the most selfless people I know, yes. and she's actually getting honored at a banquet um uh, in a in a couple months for her selflessness, and she will put. Any and everyone else first, and as an adult, we and her have these conversations, and I'm like, "Mom, no, do it for yourself first." Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you know, with motherhood and just becoming a woman, um an, an adult woman, I think that you know there's things that we have learned, things that we have to unteach ourselves yeah. and then grow from. And I, it's so many things that my mother has taught me. And I want to say, and I think it's safe to say that there's a lot of things that I probably have taught her. And one of the things that I cannot stress enough to her is to feed yourself first, eat that hot meal. Yeah. Do the things that you have to do for yourself. That way, you know. Don't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. That way you feed you you feed yourself so much that you know your cup runneth over and everything and everyone else can be there with their cups to get the runoff.
0: Yeah. This is hitting me because one of the things that I wrote down and I think makes sense along these lines is learning how to love yourself. Yeah. And I remember very early on In my marriage, um, Mike said something along the lines to me, like, you're really easy to love. But I didn't believe that about myself. And I, I, I felt like it was just one of those things that a husband just says to a wife, because I truly did not believe that about myself. And it's taken a lot of time to really work through those pieces. And, and learn how to love myself. Yeah. And for those out there, you deserve that
1: too. You have to love yourself first. And yeah, for sure. some reason, like you said, Mike said to you, it's so easy to love you. For some, for some reason, it feels like that. It feels like it's easier for other people to love me than for me to love myself. Yes. And it's because for you to love yourself, you have to go into a deeper version and a deeper core of who you are. Yeah. You know, you got to be right where you need to be and being happy with the decisions that you've made in your life, being happy about where you're at in your life. It's okay to want more and it's okay to have goals and things that you want um, But for the right now, being happy with your life and yourself right now.
0: I spent a lot of time in therapy just kind of figuring out who I am and just realizing, you know, it's some parts aren't pretty and that's OK. Everyone has unpretty parts that doesn't define them. It doesn't oh. make them who they are. Everyone has unpretty parts. And so, as part of that journey for a mother, I think it's so critical just getting to know yourself, yeah, the good and the bad.
1: And for a lot of people, like and I don't know for a lot of our listeners that are um, that are tuning in, like do you do you have or do you know the things that you love about yourself? Do you talk about them? Do you write them down? Do you because it's easy to point out the things that we don't like about ourselves, you know, or things that aren't right in our lives, but focusing on the things that you do love for yourself and then doing the things that your body needs.
0: So let me just this is just throwing it out. What's what are some things you love about yourself?
1: Beth, do you want me to write a book? I mean, I got a whole I got a whole (laughs) list. Let me just look. On section A five dash. We're
0: speaking to the guru.
1: Oh no, there's things that I love about myself. Um,
0: All right, for our listeners, grab a blanket, grab a hot yeah. cup of cocoa. You're gonna be here for a while. You're gonna be here
1: for a while because we gotta <laughs> we gotta go back. What well, part of me, back You talk about though. No. Um, <laughs> i love that you know what it is it's the way that i love i am and i can say this because i talked about this before and um just growing up around the abundance of women that i that i've been blessed to be around i've adapted this way to love that is so deep and with that shows and i'm very thoughtful I would like to say, and I'm like talking about myself, and it's so weird. But these are things that I do know to be true. Um, I'm very thoughtful and very forgiving, very loyal to the people that are near and dear to me, and just very compassionate. And it's it's funny because Zara, um, my oldest daughter. Is the same way, the things that she does it melts my heart. The small things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and like you said, it's just a reflection because I am that person.
0: Yeah, it's a mirror. Yeah,
1: I am that person, and and that love comes in different in so many different forms. But and and I don't want (laughs) to like like talking about myself, so it's kind of awkward. But like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. (laughs) but i've 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 been told that, like I have this aura about me that one person actually said this to me, and he actually passed away a few years ago, but he said this to me, and it was like the the one of the best things I've ever heard about myself, and he says, I hope that everyone gets a chance to have a Yanni in their life.
0: No, oh, I can concur with that
1: so and I don't know what that means for anyone else, it's you know, it's, I don't know what that is. Um, and if you didn't catch that vibe, I'm sorry. I, we just yeah. ain't, we ain't compatible. No, i joking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I try in my heart because that's who I am. Yeah. And what, however people take that is, is how they do. But I would say that's one of my things.
0: I love that. And it's also just, you've done some work to see yeah. how to love yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the advice you're giving to our listeners. If yeah. that is something you haven't done, we want you to try that. Right. a list. Because
1: what comes with that is like confidence. And then that can push you. It's like a, you know, it's a snowball effect. Once you start doing those exercises and understanding that, like the things that will come are just great and grand. So, I feel like just finding the small things. And if it's not like, like you know, I was I was really kidding when I was like, "Oh, I have a whole list," um, because sometimes it is it is hard for me. Like I can find those things in everyone else, and sometimes it is hard for me to kind of look at myself in the mirror and 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 recognize the things that are great about you. It's 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 hard. Um, but when I do get it back, when people tell me these things, it makes me feel good. Or when I look at my daughter and I see her, you know, mirroring the things that I do, I think to myself, okay, there's something there. You're doing something right. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but what are your things? Like what, what are things that you love about yourself?
0: So I I used to always say that I'm an Aquarius.
1: (laughs) Blame it on the sign.
0: I always somebody told me this along the way but the fact that like they say the Aquarius is like kind of the best of all the other signs put into one all
1: right all right all right all right all right see no Beth we humble yourself I said humble yourself Beth
0: listen that's what somebody (laughs) told me Uh
1: somebody actually herself told her that
0: a moon reader (laughs) um so as I have grown up for me, what that kind of means is like the minute that you think you have me figured out, I'm on something different. Yeah. Like I cannot be put into a box. And Mike jokes about this all the time. It's like the minute you try to put her in the box, like she's jumping out of it.
1: I love and that. And that's so
0: true. And I think I, you know, as hard as I have tried to put myself in a box over the years, it, I just can't stay there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I love about myself is that I feel like I'm really cozy and you can kind of see that like when you're in my home, like there's blankets everywhere and it's just warm. And I feel like I'm that as a person, Yeah. some may call that boring, but I have learned to to call it cozy and, and my kids love it too. Like there is nothing like a good Finkel snuggle that is happening in this house um and i feel like i love deep too just like you shared and and i know how to love deep because of my role models yep my the women and and it hasn't always just been family you know although it has been a lot of family but i yeah. i had a really wonderful boss my first job out of college you know a boss, uh, Janine, shout out to her, who's still my mentor, role model. I think about her as family because she showed me how to work, but still be a good person and and have things in your life that you love. Um, And I also want to shout out to my mom because I think that she really lives a life of authenticity where she has always been the first one to speak up when somebody says something that's not right. She doesn't just go with the flow. She has always been the person and and just kind of hearing, you know, how she was as a child. She's always stood up for segregation, you know, a ton of things being multiracial, um, things that probably were not easy for her to do, but set a good example for me. Um, and, and she always fights for the underdog, which I love that in this world we need people like that because so many people just go with the flow because they don't want to make any ripples. Yep. But that is not how change happens. And so seeing her always advocating for the person that doesn't have as much that they deserve has been an incredible lesson for me to watch.
1: That has been like the the actions of my family for years and I admire that about them um to be a part of that growing up and to see that and to be raised in that you almost don't know any other way the reason why we love deep is because we love deeper than just surface we love deeper than just what you you know what you look like where you come from you know and being accepting of all those different things allows you to almost like feel at a deeper, richer level, more in depth, you know, to put yourselves out. And I think that's why it allowed me to almost be a chameleon in a way. Like I've never felt out of place. I've always been accepting of different kinds of people of different kinds of backgrounds. And I want to instill that into my children. You know, they are, you know, multiracial, you know, so being able to go and be exactly who you are in the midst of people that may not look like you, may not come from the same places as you, um, and being able to love them. So like my kids are so loving and it's it's because of what they see, what they feel what i show them and to me that's the best gift you can give your kids is and give yourself because you have to be that person first right for for them to emulate you for you to show that like you have to be that person so it's almost like you're like being a great person for you but that's trickling down to your children that'll trickle down to their children so you're creating a generation generational Love and caring and understanding, and that's the way of the world. That's the that's the path that we should be going on.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you know, I love that. What an incredible journey! You know, thinking about motherhood, and and I love this because we just talked about mattresses a couple episodes ago. But what an incredible journey to be on, knowing that it's not going to be all smooth. There will be bumps in the road. But knowing that, and with that, follow us on Trust Me underscore the underscore podcast on Instagram. Yes. Please share if you like what you heard, and and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts because we're out there now.
1: And if there is any topics you guys want us to discuss feel free to DM us. We want you guys a part of this journey right along with us. So DM us any and everything you would like us to talk about. We'll do it.